Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Yeah, baby. We're talking losers today. Does anybody really delve into the mindset when your team loses? I'm not so sure anybody does. There may be a reason for that. I don't give a crap. We're talking about that today. Uh, And courtesy of uh, the Packers overtime win over a third string quarterback. I have a slight edge in a losing weekend because my Badgers not only got embarrassed, but they fired their coach. Uh, but there may be a guy who's uh, had an even worse rooting weekend than me. <laughs> Returning to the show to complain at high volume and high intellect, uh, Dave Damashek. Damashek, how are you, bud? Cesario, what a pleasure. I mean, life's not a pleasure. This is a no. respite from the pain. <laughs> right. Yeah, you say. Yeah, you say you couldn't be more down in the dumps than a Pittsburgh sports fan. But as you just touched on there, Wisconsin. Did I read that right? They fired Christ. I mean, I yeah. don't like. How I don't, bad. I, I think that's got to come with some long term, you know, yeah. ramifications. I would especially because he's young. I mean, he's the son yeah. of God, isn't he? And then you fire the son of God. Now where do you go? I don't know. I'm Old Testament more. So I don't know. I'm not up to speed on these newfangled, the newfangled rules that were established uh, by progressive, uh, uh, you know, biblical scribes. So I, I, yeah, but anyway, dark times for everybody. Yeah, there might be plagues coming. We're going to dive into a a whole losing experience in just a second. Uh, But first, Chet, do you happen to have an update for us? Does Joe Biden avoid reading the obits? Of course, I have an update. Time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Slaptop, the new computer from Will Smith. NFL Vikings beat the Saints in London, uh, which ironically, uh, Shaq, also happened back in the 11th century. Jets turned the Steelers into aluminum foil. Giants beat the Bears, but it still counts as a full win. The Eagles, like a fat German in a hot tub, they just keep coming at you. That wrap-up sponsored by Caprica. If you just want your deviled eggs to look tasty, try Caprica. 
College football, Kansas, 5-0 for the first time, Shaq, since Triscuits were considered a healthy snack. Wisconsin dropped coach Paul Christ like frozen poop from Dave Matthews' tour bus. Oklahoma pummeled like the sensitive kangaroo that never learned to box. Texas A&M requesting the government weather controlling agency send something bad their way soon. That wrap-up sponsored by Rensylvania, a whole state full of discount wrenches. America's pastime, no, not pumpkin-spiced Velveeta. Baseball, whether it's Brewers or Phillies, someone's backing into the playoffs so loudly the beeping can be heard in space. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1906, the place Los Angeles, California heavyweight boxing title. Canadian Tommy Burns beat American Jimmy Flynn for the title. That was back when everyone in sports was Irish. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Synagogues. Everything looks more Jewish with Synagogues, including you. Now back to Jeff and that great Dave Damashek. Thank you, Chet. That was well done, especially because I know you're hurting a little bit. You had a medical procedure. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> I won't ask any questions. No, you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to know with uh, with Chet because he goes straight to Mexico and comes back with a little bit of blood, but feeling better. <laughs> I admire him. It's it's such a thrill to share even a moment with uh, uh, Rachel. Yeah, uh, no. no one better to discuss the five stages of losing. Uh, especially this week, and then, quite frankly, me and 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 you, Dave. Mm. Uh, the first stage, you realize you're probably gonna lose. Uh, you're looking at the game, and the intellect so quickly overrides the emotional fan inside of you. You go, "Oh, it's it's just not happening today. It's just not happening." Now, when you lick your wounds, when that when that realization hits. And for me, it was literally the second quarter against Illinois because they looked pretty good. They were up seven zip. They took a 10 seven lead. The Badgers, you go, okay, they're playing their game eventually here. They're good. And then it just all went to shit. And, but I, but I accepted it more quickly than I thought I was going to. And I, and I go to food. Do you go to booze or food? Do you go to emotional isolation from your family? What do you turn to when it hits you? Your team's just not good enough. <laughs> Booze is the answer. Booze. I'm, listen, I don't know if I should feel shame. I sometimes do. I'll catch myself sort of like walking by a mirror and looking and realizing like this is who you are. A man of advanced age and strangers to me can determine my frame of mind. And I'm not just talking about it in the moment. I will walk the floors all night. Yeah. Just wringing my hands about what Zach Wilson, the middle-aged lady stealer that uh, comes in and beats the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And it, it just it, it just launches my week off on the wrong foot. I'll never get back to it. Yeah, it's and, you know, people then will say to me, you know, I hear from Lions fans and Vikings fans and Brown, yeah, Jets fans. And they're like, what yeah. kind of they're like, what kind of fan are you? You know, don't you understand? I've been through decades of this and you're belly aching about a bad couple of weeks stretch there. Yeah, yeah, that's all you ever knew. If you're a Lions fan, all you've ever known is that this sucks. When you engage, when you first sit down, I'm sure someone near you says like, just so you know, our team isn't good. 
and then they stay that way. How about me though? I've, I I I feel duped. I I was yeah. spent years, nay, decades of success, and this is one of the teams. This is oh the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an a, 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 a franchise to be admired, a standard to live up to. And now this, I now now I'm a sucker. I I feel like yeah. somebody just I, I got the grift from Cusack. You you yeah you went you went to the benevolent drug dealer who gave you three or four free, and then all of a sudden, boom! You are just on a roller coaster that that goes subterranean and doesn't resurface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. Newman and Redford just put the sting on me. I just got run out <laughs> of the horse racing setup. Getting, getting a little of that right now. Hey guys, uh, uh, that uh, first stage sponsored by the Fender Catacaster, the guitar that licks itself clean. That's the Fender Catacaster. <laughs> Second stage of uh, of loserdom is you realize you're probably losing next week as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm new to this. Like I'm I'm the opposite of Bane. Maybe you can be Bane. To my yeah. Christian Bale Batman when they're having their fight and it's like, yeah. oh, oh, all right, oh, I'll give it a whirl. You, you know, I was born into this, but not good, yeah. bad. Like, I'll, dark- I'll give it a whirl because uh, the badges have been consistent for a lot of years, but I'm old enough to have lived through the 30 years prior to Barry Alvarez when they went 0 23 and 1 at one stretch under John Coda. <laughs> And the tie against Iowa was received like a papal visit. People were marching up State Street half naked, getting drunk and high. It was the greatest thing ever. So I do remember those days. And yet then the consistency of 30 years of pretty solid football, even when they were up and down, they had the year. Okay, they have to strive to get consistent. And they've been pretty consistent for 15, 20 years, making bowl games, et cetera. And, and then watching Saturday, I literally went, wow, let me look at what's the schedule again, honey. I'm just going to look at the schedule. Oh, that's a loss now. Northwestern only lost by 10 to Penn State. Wisconsin will tank that. And then I looked and went, they might win a game. They could go three and nine here just because the whole emotional makeup of the team is clearly in the t- When you hear the starting quarterback say, our coach gave us an impassioned, impassioned speech. He said, draw a line in the sand and then figure out what you want to be. You want to be on this side or that side of the line. But then he adds, that's the 10th time we've had the line in the sand speech. <laughs> I'll tell you, I once, I, 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 I'm fascinated by what we've learned from movies and old clips of Newt Rockney and the rah-rah speeches that propel yeah. teams to victory when they had no business getting one, all of that, and how that applies to the 21st century in big-time sports. And so I've asked a bunch of players over the years about that. Did your coach do that? And really, the anti of that is Bill Belichick. Can you ever imagine that guy giving a rah I mean, it gives <laughs> – the least inspiring pregame speech is like, do your job. Just do what I tell you play like a robot and we'll win. And so I always thought that that's feel not anticlimactic pre anticlimactic. I don't know. But so I, I said like, 
I, I think like the most rousing speech possible, borderline inappropriate, is in the penultimate scene of glory when they gather around the campfire on the eve of the failed big attack. Um, and, uh, and you're like, mm-hmm, oh, my Lord, like everybody rallying, getting yeah. into it, like, we can do this kind of thing. And I, I, I asked, and I so happened to be talking to a member of the Seattle Seahawks, as I mentioned that. And he said, do you know Pete Carroll once did that in the locker room before the game? He did that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Which again, borderline inappropriate for an old white man to be doing yeah. that. But still, yeah. he did it. And I said, wow, that's that. And then what? He's like, we got blown out. And I, <laughs> so I think that puts, but also, if I may say, you know, yeah, it's in a it's pathetic on some level. Like you say, Iowa, you, you tied Iowa, and this was cause for I I myself as a as a undergrad in Bloomington, Indiana, I jumped down onto the field and unironically celebrated and attempted to tear down the goalpost because we beat Iowa once when I was matriculating. That's sad, but you know what's even <laughs> sadder is UCLA. <laughs> just pulled an upset against Washington, who was a ranked team. Right. And their fans, I mean, there were only like, uh, I think, 11 or 13 or so yeah. people in the stands. But still, those few people gathered there who were happy for the Bruins began to chant at the ranked Washington Huskies, overrated. And this is the worst. Why would you diminish the deed of your own team? Like, wait a <laughs> Wait a minute. We're really excited on our sideline. We just beat a national powerhouse, a past well, 12 bully. We took him down. And you're saying to us, you're, you're undermining our own achievement? Underrated. It should be like, we had no business being in this game against the team. But by beating yeah. them, we have elevated ourselves and our school. And now we're proud. Underrated. What are yeah. you doing? Two things. The first is you you have to cut UCLA fans some slack because normally they're at the tennis stadium. They don't understand mm. how this works. They don't get it. And then the second thing, that whole last riff you did, it is so uh, reminiscent of a bit uh, a great writer named Andy Blitz used to do on Conan, where he would do the fan who has no rhythm he was literally like, hey, that was great. You should, guys are better than the other team. And now you're going to be rated beyond, you know, it, it's just perfect. Uh, well, as Adam Carolla, the difference between me and Adam and Andy Blitz is, uh, as Adam Carolla once described me after uh, my initial meeting with him and uh, the the brain trust of uh uh, of one of the comedy shows that uh, I worked on. I don't know how I got the job ultimately based on this comment, but Corolla described me as, uh, ah, it's like uh, Stephen Wright without the material. So that's, that's sort of like me versus Andy Blitz. Wow. That's impressive. Hey guys, uh, that uh, second stage sponsored by the Fender Telecastrator, the guitar where both sides can tear it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of these coming. <laughs> Third stage of loserdom, uh, trying to make yourself feel better. You realize, okay, mm-hmm. I cannot wallow in this forever. I, I've been pulled down into a swirling vortex of doom. Uh, usually what I try is this. 
okay, if I feel bad, imagine how they feel at 19 or 20. College age kids are 25, <laughs> young pros. They've got to feel horrible. Um, I imagine you don't imagine how they feel. I imagine you don't give a shit how they feel. That's incorrect. Incorrect. Oh. Because I used to sit at pit football games as a child uh, rooting for, again, t- what I'm talking about is the rug has been pulled out from under me. I was, I was raised at a time when Willie Stargell and Terry Bradshaw were on the cover of Sports Illustrated more often than not. And then all of a sudden, the 70s turned into the 80s. And then what the hell happened here? What, 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 yeah. what have I been set up to? Now, it, it, my, my fragile self-esteem is explained by the teams I root for. Yeah, but we used to – Pitt was also a powerhouse. And in the midst oh, of yeah. that, we would go to the games and they would play bum teams like Syracuse and Rutgers and Temple. Sure. And we sat on the visitor side of uh, the field and Temple would score a touchdown early on against, you know, like number three in the country pit. And the whole stadium would be like, how did that team score against our team? And my mother sit- seated next to me, Mo Damashek, the empath would be like, I'm happy for those boys. Look how happy they are. Look at them on the sideline. They're so happy that they got a touchdown. It was a humiliation, but now I understand it. My heart, I really do feel bad when, like, as you say, a 19-year-old misses two kicks in a game oh, yeah. on national TV. But the other side of that is, why do we, like, I am the biggest Scrooge of them all, or am I the greatest empath of them all? I don't think the Little League World Series should be on TV for what I'm getting at there. Yes. If you're a great athlete, then it's neat to see millions of people cheer your home run when you're 10 years old. But if you're Damashek, inevitably booting the ball when it comes over to him, then then now it's magnified. How am I ever going to over? I'm already a, a mess. Forget I yeah. can blame my teams, but really it, the root is Damashek in Little League and the ball going through my legs and such. Now imagine that amplified by TV broadcasts, I would. I don't even know where yeah. I'd be now. I'd be. I. I. I'd be a pile of mush. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you, it sounds like you grew up, maybe Catholic. I'm guessing, so Polish Catholic. I'm not I'm sure. A, but... I'm a bar mitzvah. Oh, there you go. Well, oh, well, that explains it. Yeah. Because uh, the Catholics share a lot of that with Jews, mm-hmm. um, but we made the mistake of paying good money go to Catholic grade school and learn it instead of just having it come naturally. To now, us. my see, yeah, that's the inversion of Judaism versus versus Catholicism yeah. is all, you know, Catholicism is a daily bludgeoning of like, you know, you need to repent, but then you get a few holidays to be happy. Yeah. The Jews are like celebrate life. But when the holidays roll around and everybody else is, is having a good time, it's like, yeah. Feel yeah. bad for what you've done over this past year. You're literally You're rubbing blood on your hands during the Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas we starve ourselves for 24 hours. I will year. just, yeah, I'll just say this a similarity in mothers then, because my mm. mom had that same like wrong empathy, like too far. Mm. Like my mom would literally watch the Nuremberg trials and goes, well, that's a very well-trimmed beard. You go, Mom, <laughs> that's not the point. 
That's not the point. Hey, guys, that third stage of Loserdom, sponsored by the Fender Stratoplaster, the guitar that can do two jobs at once. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fourth stage of... The steel gray uniforms on the Nazis. I mean, say whatever you want about them, but there's something kind of handsome and different about them. When when you're literally... When you're literally like, okay, we're losing so badly, it's time to surrender. Get my surrender uniform out of the footlocker. That's impressive. That's impressive that they gave you four or five uniforms for any scenario. Uh, okay, fourth stage is is the, I believe this is futile, but I do it anyway. Figure out how to make your team better. Mm. The, the, the rebuilding the team pretty much in our image. <laughs> You're not even thinking, who are they going to replace Paul Christ with? You're not thinking anything. You're thinking, get better defensive backs. That's all I think. <laughs> start there. What I don't know if that would work for anybody, but that's what I start to think in rebuilding my team. It is, yeah. I, I, I laugh mightily at the people who are like, oh, I always watch the game and I went with, and I only drink out of this glass. And I laugh at those people. I go, oh, you're, you're a grown up and you think that what you do from thousands of miles away impacts the game. And, and it's, it's silly because, of course, only what I do from thousands of miles away impacts the final result. Yes. I love, I love shouting into space or into yeah. social media or otherwise. Announcing to the world, yes, I know the, I, I know better than the people who have devoted their entire <laughs> entire life to, to this to exactly that. But yeah, I, yeah, listen, I, I'm new to this. This is this is all proving helpful in my early stages. Yeah, of yeah. mediocrity of like of like put put the kid in is a classic that works in almost any scenario, <laughs> any sport. Put the kid in, and of course, not really fully absorbing on a conscious level. Maybe the coach knows better that the kid sucks or he's <laughs> drunk or whatever. Like, you know, I don't, we don't have all the information. No, no, we <laughs> don't. We think with no matter, we still know better than you. <laughs> Although I'll say this, and I think this will work in, in any football situation is to throw whatever is in your hands, throw it down on the living room floor and scream drag route. Come on. <laughs> that will work at Wisconsin 95% of the time because they don't run a freaking drag route across the center, despite the fact they have seven tight ends on the roster. Okay. Hey, guys, that stage uh, sponsored by the Fender Whammy Bar, the rock and roll protein bar, the Whammy Bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fifth stage. When you finally realize something's horribly wrong with your priorities. Now, it sounds like mm. you will taste this in stage one, but it doesn't sink in maybe until now. It's this fifth stage. And then there's this effort, but really not an effort to pretend that you're going to change, that you will actually make something more of your life, spend more time with your family, do something constructive, right. give time to the Red Cross instead of screaming about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> empty threats, right. Empty threats that they know. That's the leverage they have over us. With every, No matter how serious. <laughs> That's the leverage. <laughs> right. That's what they always do. They're like, I mean, listen, with like 
when they start getting into the serious stuff with like concussions and whatever, and like, Hey, we need a new play. Hey, this team signed that scumbag guy. Like, <laughs> like that it, they are playing with the knowledge. They, they understand there's nothing we can do to make these people go away. <laughs> They're going to be with us. We can be as vile and we can make horrible decisions. Matter. They're going to watch. They're, they're, they're just pretending. It goes back to your drug addict uh, analogy. Yeah. So it's actually more noble in a way. And this is, this is, this is called self gaslighting more noble in a way to live with this. Uh, and to know that it, 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 it it may not work no matter what the odds than to actually change. It's more noble to wrestle with this every week. That's what I, that's what I'm going to stick. With. I think that's right. I like because 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 the leverage I know even as I usher these, like I don't know if I can keep watching these game. I I might have people people love to volunteer that one. Like this, you may lose my business. Like what the hell else am I going to do? What what what? <laughs> What's Dave Damashek going to do? The notion that you yeah. always hear about, like, a- Angelinos, like, it's not a great sports town because, you know, there are too many other things to do as though, and this is an ongoing assumption, and it doesn't come from, like, people in Europe or otherwise. This comes from, like, other American <laughs> right. cities. Like, they, they yeah. have other stuff to do as though as though we all, and Cesario, you and I do love to meet up to go surfing multiple times a week. Sure. But like, of course. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah, we've got big. We've got Kahuna written all over us. I mean, what, what, what? Really? What? Where else am I going? Yeah, yeah, you got me. You got the hooks in, and they're deep, and now I can't walk away. Yeah. It sucks. Pretty sad when the Chargers have their hooks into you. <laughs> when the Rams game is done, and you're like, I, I need something else to watch. Hey guys, uh, that fifth stage sponsored by the Fender Wah 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 pedal. The effects pedal for whiny bands. <laughs> All right, we're done. But what advice do you have for loser fans? You've just lived through a hellacious weekend. Mm. Pirates way out of it. The pens look bad in there, look kind of wobbly in their exhibition. Right. Uh, Steelers gave one away, essentially. Um, so it's not going I had maybe the... Uh, when you go to Ohio State and get blown out, you can kind of chalk that up and go, right. Eh, it's Ohio State. They got the same QB back for the first time in a hundred years and he's phenomenal. So they're going to roll you. But then when you get spanked by Illinois at home in what's supposed to be your bounce back bang game, mm-hmm. you go, all right. So horrible weekend uh, for both of us. Plus uh, coach gets fired at Wisconsin. What, what advice do you give a fan who's at, this concentric circle of hell. Which well, I'm putting it. I'm putting it six near I, the bottom. I feel like what you have going for you, specifically as a Wisconsin fan, is that you can pretend based on the results that, like, oh no, that was Nebraska, because you guys dress exactly <laughs> the same. So if I Nebraska wins, you just go like, <laughs> what? Sure. You think that was the Badgers? Pay closer attention, bub. <laughs> sure. Go check it out. By the time, by the time they get it up on the cell phone and and they call you out, like you're gone. Yeah, you, you left already. You that, know? that's a legitimate uh, misstep on the internet now. That won't even be fact checked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just considered journalism. Uh, <laughs> it, it was either Wisconsin or Nebraska. It got blown out by Illinois, and people are fine with that. 
That's right. You're right. I might be able to live under that illusion for quite some time. And or you'll maybe yeah, you could blame, I don't know, like you blame Ron Johnson for it and then like leave it at that. Like, yeah, we need a change, you know, like that's, the ch- you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I listen, I'm I'm new to this thing. Yeah, the buckos are an old story, but I was yeah. able to distract myself sufficiently because, again, black and gold, like, OK, the hockey is good. The football, OK, the th- this would, you know, yeah. all right, that can't have everything. But now. I'm in dire straits. And I, so what are you going to try? What do you think you're going to try? Do you want some help? I lie. Oh no. yeah. If you have, if you have, <laughs> no, no. First of all, don't try another sport. That's that right there is because you know, you don't want to be screaming at, at the Miami feed of midnight highlight. Nunez. How could you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Donde esta pelota? <laughs> Yeah, no, don't go to another sport. I'm going to suggest, and I think this is good for um, both our ethnic backgrounds, food straight to the fridge. Well, you know, I mean, as uh, I, you know, uh, Chet knows because he follows uh, the rankings of all sports and ranking sure. fruits and such are, you know, that's that's one of my passions. Maybe I just uh, devote myself for the remainder of this calendar year to you know to fruit ranking and otherwise and just leave sports alone i don't know i admit it, yeah. it, it, it's upsetting me too much my life to begin with my life is so thoroughly unsatisfying i have to try to to bask in the reflected glory of strangers who like 18 months ago got drafted against their will yeah. or otherwise to to where my city my hometown's uh, name on their jersey yeah. they, they don't care he, he, and who are making more in nil than we have made in our entire adult career exactly so and what yet were we, we still talking care. about i don't know here's what like, we're talking about what are the type uh five top fruits what are the five top fruits well you know much like prestige movies are held and uh and released right around now up until the end of the calendar year Apple does the same well, for the Academy Awards. Apple does the same thing. It saves its best work. It's juicy. For right now, yeah. That's right true. now, for all, yeah. you know. This is there it. are a lot of, you know, there are some fun movies, some blockbusters even, yeah. that are released in summertime. I'm looking at you, Watermelon, sure. White Peach, um, and so on. But really, the home stretch dom- is dominated by the Honeycrisp. Yeah. And the Envy Apple is in a DiMaggio yeah type streak here it is like the rules used to be that you know much like Patrick Mahomes throwing late across the field like you can't do that but then Patrick Mahomes made it okay yeah the Maggio the hit streak like the envy apple like all free it's supposed to take a few months off every year no no envy no. apple rewriting oh the no movie. they're they're growing it in and they're starting to grow it in Chile as we speak just so right. that we have them in February when we have no right to have them. What is the uh, uh, grade A uh, working girl class romantic comedy hmm. of fruit that doesn't get uh, its due from the Fruit Academy, from the Damashek Fruit Academy? Well, that's a uh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, you know, the Talk white time. peach. I'm just going to even stay. I'm just going to stay in the peach family. Um, the white peach gets the buzz, but the nice, dependable yellow peach 
Yeah. He's still there to play underdog some years, not every, not every single year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going down pineapple. On- I like it. It's a lot of work uh, cutting that pineapple. Although, um, Hey, I picked up a machete at a garage sale and it's done wonders for my life. <laughs> You're like Hanks and Castaway breaking it over the over the the thing. Right. Yeah, listen, I I I I've often, you know, I, I condemn the pomegranate because it is also very difficult to crack, but yeah. without the payoff. The pomegranate no. is is just about perennially the worst of all fruits because it's so obnoxious with it with its with its rugged shell to crack through, and then you get in there. And then no. it looks gross. It doesn't look like something. No, no. Yes. No. And, and it, then just, uh, just, just, you're, it, it's obvious it's seeds. It's right. not even, there's no disguising the seed. The fruit didn't have to learn somewhere along the evolutionary scale. We need to disguise the seeds as something else. No, they're just seeds. The other thing about the pomegranate, which is almost true of the peach, but the peach bails itself out enough time. Is the a pomegranate? Pomegranate seeds will go bad on you, Dave. In your mouth, <laughs> you literally smell it. Smells great. Taste it. This is unbelievable pomegranate. Oh, it just went bad. It just went bad right there. It a can pretentious go bad pain time. in the ass. That's you, pomegranate. <laughs> and, and and I always, you want me to blow your mind where fruit's concerned. This, yeah. this to me, I, I still can't fully, uh, you know, accept this. I asked the question because I used to I used to bellyache quite a bit about the lazy day at the fruit naming factory when they came across probably late on a Friday afternoon, you know, almost 5 p.m. They're like, hey, name this big orb right here. And they're like, I don't know. Grapefruit, you know, like and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's already a fruit called a grape. And yeah. and it has nothing. It doesn't look anything like that little circle thing that you have—the football shape thing. Like ah, you know what? Yeah. I used to always bellyache about that, and because really, a grapefruit looks much more like an orange, and then it does a grape. Yeah. Um, and but the but the orange is, I used to say. That's also a lazy name. They just named it after the color. Dig this. The name of the color came from the name of the fruit. The fruit yeah. orange existed so, before yeah. the name of the color orange. So what? it's 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 the it's the crack marketing team at Crayola. That's really got their thumb up their ass. They didn't do <laughs> shit that Friday. They sat around and named it for the fruit. Heard it all on the loser spectrum, right down to this. Because when your team gets thrashed by Illinois, and your team gets thrashed by the New York Jets. You wind up having this kind of discussion about fruit. My guest today, the amazing Dave Damashek. I follow him on Twitter at Damashek. And now uh, where else are we where else can we catch you? Because I know you got podcasts. Oh, I you know, we we've just joined forces with Peyton and Eli over there at Omaha and Extra Points Network, Extra Points, me and Cousin Sal, and then uh, minus three with me and Kevin Hench doing Gangbusters uh 
uh, having Gamebusters time over there. And uh, yeah, better luck next season is all I can say for you. You <laughs> lost to the Illini. What do they look like? An orange. That's true. So your your, your solution. You're just checking out completely for the rest of the season until this weekend. Then you're diving back in. You, I want dignity. I'm obviously not going anywhere, and sports knows it. I can talk all I want. They, they know they're never. Yeah, there. they got you. I'm, I'm like uh, whoever in the uh, last picture shows. Uh, Sybil Shepherd is sports. She knows what the score is. She knows I'm coming back. The simple shepherd of sports. Follow me on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. My album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming everywhere. Uh, the Play With Pain mugs available at jeffcesario.com. They're actually pretty cool. Play With Pain on one side and a chat on the other side. I'll go buy them now. Easy Christmas gifts. Get 10 of them. Bam, you slap a ball on the top. You're done. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Clearly, uh, we're having a blast here. Uh, spread the word help us out and i appreciate it dave thanks so much for coming on sure thing fella all right chet uh you got anything cooking this weekend oh yeah i'll be in mildew bend mississippi calling the roadkill cookout for of course it's still food.com already three entries called charge something with mustard greens sponsored by pumpkin patch Kick your pumpkin addiction once and for all with the pumpkin patch. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with. <laughs>